0: Hi y'all, welcome to my podcast, um, In the Highs, In the Lows, um, and I just want to talk about how God is going to move in the highs and in the lows of your life and how it's moved in my life and some of the people I will hopefully interview soon, um, which is really exciting. So I thought I'd open with sharing my story and exactly what I've gone through, and I'm sure I'll go into deeper detail on, on a lot of it in future Podcasts, but for now, we're just starting with this. Um, So, this is actually a modified version of a talk I gave at a church event a couple weeks ago, and I really hope you like it. Okay, so to give you all some background, I moved the summer after eighth grade across the country. Um, We moved over a thousand miles, and it was about a five day drive with my siblings in the car and with my dog in the car, all packed in one car. Um, But when I moved, I did know one person, which was really cool. Because she moved at the same time as me. Um, But once summer's over, I started high school, which was scary. But I really enjoyed it. And I remember my very first class on my very first day um, was Model UN. So if you don't know what Model UN is, it's a debate class where you can make friends really, really fast because of how much communication and group work that you have to be doing. Um, So one of the people that I met in this class was my friend, Sam. And she's still one of my closest friends to this day, and I'm hoping she'll be on the podcast soon. Um, But a few weeks after we moved, uh, go back to the summer, my family and I started what I like to call church shopping. So church shopping, if you don't know, is when every Sunday you go to a different church so you can find where you really feel belonged. It was probably late September when we attended my current church for the first time. Um, So both me and my mom felt a huge connection to the church right away, and I remember the reason I felt so connected was because I met this girl who we're going to call Rachel. She was instantly so welcoming, and she asked me all about my old home and what it was like and how I liked school and if I liked the new area, Um, and that might seem overwhelming to some people, but as an extrovert, this instantly made me feel so appreciated. I remember we went back to church the next week, and Rachel was setting up a baby shower for our small group leader. We'll call her Haley. So Rachel invited me to help set up Haley's baby shower, and she even let me come to the baby shower, which was super cool because I had never met Haley, and this was my second week at the church, meaning it was my second time meeting Rachel. So not only this was this amazing because I got to start being more involved with my church, but I also... Remember, I saw Sam there for the first time, and Sam was also new to the church. um, And she's the one who I had met in Model UN. So we had become better friends in class, so I was really excited to see her there. And I didn't have a ton of familiar faces then, so it was nice to see her. Um, But me, Rachel, and Sam became close friends pretty fast. Um, And we started spending more time together, and they helped me get plugged into a small group. So I started connecting with other girls my age, too. And I got closer with my other small group leader, we'll call her Beth, um, as Haley was taking care of her baby at the time. As time went on, I became more and more connected to the church. I started spending more time with the people there and getting there earlier. This was when we still had a Wednesday youth group, which we don't have anymore. But Beth would pick up me and Sam and drive us from school to church. And we would get there early. I knew a lot of people at the church at this point, and I started to realize how much this church meant to me. I remember talking to Sam and Rachel about the student leadership team because Sam had just joined Rachel on the team, and we thought it might be fun to all be on it together. I filled out an application, did my interview, and was accepted. This was in late January in the year of the infamous decade, 2020. I guarantee every single one of y'all remember it. Um, but I went to my first Sessel team meeting in early February. This was before the shutdown, and the team was filled with seniors, so me and Sam and Rachel all sat in our little corner, and we did the activities. Um, So that was the only in-person SLT meeting I got to go to freshman year because, like I mentioned, COVID, lockdowns, we all know the drill. So fast forward a few weeks, mid-March, beginning of shutdown, um, and it's my brother's birthday. And I remember because my dad was really, really sick, and we all thought he had COVID. Um, But he got better in about a week, and we stopped thinking about it, and we were almost back to normal family dynamic-wise, at least. Um, But I remember it was a Saturday night after the first week of online school and my mom made a nice meal for dinner. The only part I remember is that she made us biscuits and gravy from a Magnolia cookbook, but I was really impressed that she made it handmade and I'm honestly still impressed and I should probably tell her to make it again. Um, But after dinner, me, my mom, and my dad all went and played cards for a little bit. Uh, This is something we would do pretty often and I really enjoy doing it with them. So... As being a teenager, um, I went to bed pretty late, and I woke up pretty late as well. I think I woke up around 1 p.m. that day. The next day, it was a Sunday. It was Palm Sunday, the week before Easter that year, and I woke up at like 1 p.m., and I remember checking my phone, and I got a text from my dad earlier in the day uh, that I should go down to the basement. So I went down to the basement to check it out, but I couldn't figure out what he was talking about. So I started walking upstairs when I heard a loud bang, almost like a piece of furniture falling over, like somebody knocked over a chair or something. Um, So I get to the kitchen, and it's me, my mom, my sister, and my brother all looking at each other and saying we thought that someone else had made that noise. My mom, being concerned it was my dad, walked into my parents' room to find my dad on the ground. He had his heart stopped when a blood clot had formed in his heart and stopped blood flow to his heart. We didn't know this at the time. We didn't know this until May of 2020 and this was April of 2020. Um, but as soon as it happened, we had to call the ambulance. My mom had to perform CPR. It was a big deal and it was nothing like I've ever experienced. But I do remember I texted the SLT group chat and my small group group chat because I wanted to reach out to them and keep them updated and keep them praying um sadly he did pass away at about three or four that day um so now the hardest thing that I've ever had to go through was this this was insane I'd never even imagined something like this um I had grown up in a very easy life I went to private school I had nice family night life I had good enough friends like I hadn't really struggled with much um but I was at the point where I had 50 people texting me every five minutes telling me they were sorry for my loss I mean, that's a bit of an exaggeration, but that's what it felt like, and it felt like everybody already knew, and it was just so scary because it almost felt like they were more confident that they that I would be okay than I was. Um, so, you know, as I mentioned, early COVID, which means that I was afraid of getting sick, uh, but I'm also afraid of isolation, which means that I'm stuck in my own house by myself struggling, to even make it day-to-day, I struggled with positivity, and I struggled with being okay with the place that I'm in at the time, and there was just so much that I just could not function. Um, But I do remember uh, about a week later, maybe even less, I don't know, that week was about the longest week of my life after he passed, but um, sometime in that span, uh, there was a box at my door that one of the staff members of the church had dropped off. So me and my family opened the box, and we found a bunch of letters from the people at SLT. So there were two things that amazed me the most about this. So number one is that most of these people didn't know me at all. They might have seen me running around the church, spazzing out, but that was about it. They didn't really know me. Um, And the second thing that amazed me is that I wasn't the only one who got letters, because I was the only one on the team. I still am. I don't have any high school siblings, but... um, (laughs) I was impressed because they had written letters to every single person in my family, to my mom, my brother, who had just turned seven, and my sister, who was in elementary school still at the time. Uh, So these letters were often something I would turn back to when I was hurting later on uh, because they just made me feel so cared for by these people who shouldn't have even known me enough to care about me. So not only was this so cool, but maybe a month later, I got a text from Ragnan saying, Not only was this so cool, but maybe a month later I got a text from Rachel and Sam. They had got me a cute little gift basket with some of my favorite stuff and some sweet letters. I remember feeling so blessed in this moment because even though it had been just over a month after he died, they knew I still needed the community and that I still needed comfort. So I want to make sure y'all understand, I kind of touched on this briefly, but how much it really hurt me to be stuck in isolation after just losing my dad because I hit the hardest time of my life. After losing a parent, it's not easy. It hurts. It hurts bad. But I also was stuck in isolation, and I'm very much a verbal processor. If I'm hurting, I need to talk it out, or I just shove down my feelings like they don't exist. But the thing is, I was stuck there with my family. I couldn't really reach out to people unless it was over FaceTime, and that's just not the same. And And my family doesn't process things in the same way that I do, which means I was really struggling because I was stuck. I couldn't reach out to anyone and I was spending my days watching TikTok or scrolling through Instagram or watching mindless TV. So I was slammed with COVID and the loss of my dad at the same time and loneliness changed from being my worst fear to being my everyday reality. But I firmly believe that if it wasn't for my small group constantly reaching out in SLT's weekly meetings, I would have drowned in my isolation. I would not be standing here t- today telling y'all about the power of community, but I'm about to do that, um, which is so cool, and God works wonders. I do want to preface real fast, though, that I do know that it can be blunt and can be scary, and it's a very sharp reality to think that we can still hurt and struggle, even if we are going to church weekly and reading our Bibles daily. Because that was something I was doing before this happened, and I was in the best place my faith had been, and I was in the best place my faith had been at that point. Um, okay, I plan on touching about that on another podcast in the future, uh, but for now we're talking about community. So Ephesians four one through three. I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling for which to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. So, in these verses, Paul talks about how we are united in Christ. So, I would assume if you're watching this podcast, you know Jesus. Oh, you can't watch a podcast. I would assume that if you're listening to this podcast, you know Jesus and you have a relationship with him already so you know that once you have a relationship with Jesus we're all connected in the fact that we are all children of God and that we all have this love for Jesus just like he loves us um so my point here is so God and Jesus same person God God is love so if we're called to be connected to Jesus and Jesus is connected to God And God is love, doesn't that mean we should be reflecting love in all that we do and we should be connected to one another and we should be loving one another? Shouldn't we be unifying as one and writing letters to the girl being isolated after just losing her dad and facing her greatest fear? Shouldn't we be inviting the new kid at church to hang out with us because we just don't know God's plan for them in our lives? We don't know how much they're going to need us in the future and we don't know if we're going to need them. So I just wanted to remind y'all that we're called to love one another and we are called to unify and we are called to reach out to all the ellies out there who are struggling to make it to the next zoom call or to the next coffee date or whatever because sometimes it feels like we never know god's plans for us but we do know his commandments and we do know he calls us to love um i really hope y'all enjoyed listening to this i will go deeper into my story and exactly what i've struggled with in later times Uh, that that's just basically what happened. Um, Yeah, so I really hope you enjoyed it. Bye!